0: Hey, it's Lana. Today's podcast is over Ed Gain, and you may want to prepare your stomach for this one because it gets pretty, pretty gross. Ed Gein was a notorious killer and grave robber. His activities have gone on to inspire the creation of several of Hollywood's most infamous characters including Norman Bates of Psycho. So who was Ed Gein? Edward Theodore Gein grew up in a repressive household with an extremely controlling mother. After she passed in 1945, his mental health disintegrated. After Gain was apprehended as a suspect in a 1957 murder, the investigation of his home yielded a highly disturbed man who kept human organs and fashioned clothing and accessories out of body parts. He spent the rest of his life institutionalized. Ed was born on August 27, 1906 in La Crosse, Wisconsin. He was the son of George and Augusta. His father was an alcoholic and his mother was super religious. He also had an older brother, Henry. It has been said that Ed grew up in a household ruled by his mother's puritanical preachings about the sins of lust and carnal desire. Around 1915, Augusta moved the family to a farm outside Plainfield, Wisconsin. Except for attending school, Gein rarely left the farm. After their father died in 1940, Ed and Henry began working more odd jobs to support the family. In 1944, the brothers were burning brush on the property when the fire raged out of control. Henry was found dead, and although it was initially believed to be the result of the fire, the circumstances surrounding his death, as well as Gein's later activities, led to conjecture that Ed himself was responsible. Gein was devoted to his mother, so much so that he never left home or even dated women. However, after she died in late 1945, he began increasingly deranged. Now living alone, he left her room neat and untouched, while the rest of the home was quite the opposite. It was around this same time that he also developed an interest in anatomy books. Gein managed to support himself as a handyman and, disturbingly enough, as a babysitter. Meanwhile, a few residents from the general area had mysteriously disappeared over the years. Among them was Mary Hogan, who ran a tavern in nearby Pine Grove that Gein regularly attended. Furthermore, on November 16, 1957, Bernice Warden was reported missing from her hardware store in Plainfield, with the cash register also gone and a trail of blood leading out the back. Her son Frank, a deputy sheriff, was suspicious of Gein, and the reclusive man was soon apprehended at a neighbor's house. When the authorities arrived at Gein's home that night, they were greeted by the gruesome sight of Warden's headless, gutted body hanging from the ceiling. Inside the filthy and cluttered home, they also found five human heads wrapped in plastic bags, four skulls, and ten death masks made by removing the face and hair from the human head. Wood County Sheriff's Deputy Dave Sharkley claimed some of them have lipstick on and look perfectly natural. He even said, if you knew them, you'd be able to recognize them. There was more, though. Police found chairs and lampshades fashioned from human skin. Four human noses, two sets of lips, a belt made of female nipples, and a collection of female genitals. Two of the body parts in Gein's collection belonged to teenage girls, and authorities concluded he likely murdered these girls. On the stove was a saucepan containing a human heart, later identified as belonging to Warden. There was a wastebasket made from skin and skulls fastened to Gein's bedposts. Bowls were made from the tops of human skulls also. Under questioning, Gain confessed to killing both Bernice Warden and Mary Hogan three years earlier. He also admitted to digging up numerous corpses for cutting off body parts, practicing necrophilia, and fashioning masks and suits out of skin to wear around the home. He said the grotesque artifacts in his home were from grave robbing visits he made to nearby cemeteries. With that sort of evidence, authorities attempted to connect him to other murders and disappearances from recent years, but were unable to draw any definitive conclusions. Gein's lawyer, William Belter, entered a plea of not guilty by reason of insanity, and in January of 1958, Gein was found unfit to stand trial. He was committed to Central State Hospital, where he variously worked as a mason, carpenter's assistant, and medical center aide. In early 1968, Gein was determined fit to finally stand trial. That November, he was found guilty of the murder of Warden. However, he was also found insane at the time of the murder, and as such, he was recommitted to Central State Hospital. Save for his attempt to petition for a release in 1974, which was rejected, the mild-mannered Gein made virtually no news while institutionalized. Later that decade, his health failing, he was transferred to the Mendota Mental Health Institute, where he died of cancer and respiratory illnesses on July 26, 1984.